Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien and now Nicole Braddock Bromley. In honor of Sexual Abuse Awareness Month, we are releasing a weekly series of interviews with an inspiring survivor as she unpacks with us her journey of finding her voice and stepping into healing. From the revelation of the abuse as an adult to the hard decisions she's made, brave steps she's taken in response to the confrontation, to the boundary setting, to loving herself again, and the current freedom and joy found in redeeming a sisterhood that was previously stolen. Today, we bring you part one of the series. This is a previously recorded interview from Unleash, the survivor film of our eight-week online support group curriculum. As always, I am so glad you're here, and I give you now part one of my friend's story. I've titled this, The Revealing. You know, when I first met you, I was like, obviously, I've loved you, and I was like, (laughs) I want to be just like her when I grow up. Just You're kidding. silly. <laughs> You're what, one month older than me? Yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> okay. um, but I, I remember telling you about, you know, what I do for work right. and um, just kind of unpacking that because it's pretty public. And um, I, I just remember you being so, like, excited about that. And very. You thought it was <laughs> very. You thought it was really cool and that made me feel special and just really seen. And just from the beginning of our friendship, you've you've made me feel seen, you made me feel loved. And until now we've been friends for a few years. And um, our friendship is really one of the greatest things in my life because, Aww. you know, when I have something I need to process about my stuff or just you know, friendship in general or family right. or anything, like you're a safe person. And Aww. and I think one of the things that has always stuck out to me about um, our relationship is just that you don't ever, you don't make people feel like there's a part of them they can't show you. And I've always felt like they, I could always show you all the parts, you know, Aww. the ugly and, the, you know, and the it's good, just, the bad, the ugly. yes, and you, <laughs> and you've helped me to be better just as a, as a person. But, um, it was always so interesting to me because I feel like that's something that comes out of trauma. I've yes. always learned that from yes. myself and a lot of other people I've met along the way. It's like you, be, you are empathetic about other people's stories because you've sort of been there. Right. And I remembered from the beginning, like you saying, like you didn't have abuse in your life and, you know, you couldn't really relate to the fact that I was a sexual abuse survivor, right, right. but you still had that in your heart. And yes. I was like, that's so cool and interesting. Um, and then, you know, as we continued to be friends for a while, I remember you saying that you wanted to read Hush, my first yes. book, Hush. And yes. you were excited to read it. And yes. I always thought, why isn't she reading that book? Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Because it took you a while. It did because it made me nervous and okay. I didn't understand why. Yes. I had no idea why it made me nervous. I'm like, this is somebody who has become such an important person to me. And I would talk to my husband about it and like, I got to read Nicole's book. I got to read Nicole's book. And he's just like, do it already, (laughs) you know? And he didn't understand it either because how can he understand if I didn't understand what was going on? Mm -hmm. So I started it and then I had to stop Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand that. And it was just little by little. That's what helped me have my 
coming to Jesus moment, so to speak. Right. Which freaked me out. It yeah. scared me. I was petrified and I didn't know how to process that. Mm -hmm. And seeing you through that, I was like, okay, she feels safe to me, mm -hmm. which I have that with my husband and I have that with other girlfriends, but it was on a different level. Mm -hmm. And I kept forcing myself to read a little bit more, a little bit more. And I couldn't do it at night because it's when it was all quiet. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I would wait till, you know, midday when I had a couple mm -hmm. hours and I'd dive back in and then I'd have to put it away. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't understand. So then I thought I was upset because I had grown to love you so much and it hurt my heart because it hurt you. Yeah. But then it started to feel more personal. Mm -hmm. So that's when it was, mm -hmm. okay, I've got a, I've always put a block to certain things I would remember. And I have a lot from my childhood that I don't remember. Mm -hmm. So by reading your words, going through that, it kind of shined a big light on my past, mm -hmm. which I wasn't ready for. Mm -hmm. No, you weren't. <laughs> I, and I, I can remember it plain as day. I don't know if you remember yes. it. But oh, yes. Coming over. And I remember we were just, we were hanging out. And, and it um, was so easy. Yes. And that's what was so, that to me, still to this day, makes no sense to me. And to me, that's just God. That's just... You know, to me, it just, I cannot get over how easy that was for me. Mm. And it was just like, this is my truth. This is real. Yeah. This is a safe place. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's just, it's mind blowing for me. We were Still. sitting on a couch yeah. just like this at yeah. your house. And you just started talking about, I, you know, like I've been reading your book and, <laughs> and, and I was like, and you're like about time. I know. I'm like, geez, now we can actually be friends. Right, right. <laughs> No, and it also stems back to, I think, after processing all of this, going through all of the, you know, trauma and everything that I blocked off for so long, mm -hmm. trying to go through it, even talking to my husband, talking to Jeff about things. And, yeah. you know, I would start talking and then something else would pop in my mind and it would remind me. And being around family was always very difficult for me. And, you know, my siblings didn't understand it and you know traveling and doing everything it kind of gave me an out to not have to deal with it in certain situations mm -hmm. but holidays were always the time when we were always together mm -hmm. and when something like this happens within the family and when other family members don't know nobody can understand you mm -hmm. and you're just the outcast mm -hmm. you're just being mean and you're you know so you get a different label mm -hmm. and it was because nobody could understand me but it's because nobody knew yeah. And a lot of people in and our family still know. don't. Exactly. And at this point, I still didn't know. And for so long going back, I always, when I would have to be around family, I would get anxiety. I would, I would dread it. I hated every minute of just thinking about having to see family. Yeah. And it was hard. And my kids didn't understand it. My husband didn't understand it because I didn't understand it. Yeah. So they're just always like, why is, why does mom hate going to be around family? Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. that's hard for anybody to try and process. It is. So, yeah. I mean, going back that far mm -hmm. and I never understood. I just knew there was always something there. Yes. But the mind is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was able to control blocking those memories off to mm -hmm. where I would just get through the holidays, get through certain gatherings and functions. And, and as soon as I would leave, I could breathe again. Mm -hmm. So it was just. Yeah. I always remembered you talking about that and, you know, it was just something I would always tuck away of like, something's there. Yeah. You knew, you knew. I did, but of course I would never want to ask you no. or label it for you. Um, and I always felt like that was really important if it was there that it would come out. Yes. And I just, you know, I remember that day on the couch when you were like, I've been reading it and I, 
and I know that it wasn't just, what did you say? I've always tried to downplay it because growing up, boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. And that is what so many families teach yeah. and it's okay. So I always minimize what I went through because it, I would always say, well, oh my gosh, it's not like I was raped. I need to suck it up and deal with it. Mm -hmm. Everybody deals with some adversity. And again, boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just, I had to be the strong female in the family and I had to just deal with it, move on and be okay with it. But mm -hmm. talking to you about it, I was like, wow, I was sexually abused mm -hmm. for many years. Mm -hmm. And also what's very confusing is you also feel like you need to protect that person because yeah. it's family. Right. And when it's family, you're automa it's automatically wired within you to protect your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And even when they do bad, you mm -hmm. want to protect them. Mm -hmm. And I had a really hard time. I still battle with that sometimes mm -hmm. because I still worry and I still think about it and I still want to protect that person. Mm -hmm. And that's very hard. Mm -hmm. So I remember sitting there and telling you, and it was so easy to say though, mm. because I'm like, this is my truth. It happened to me too. Mm. And it sucks, mm -hmm. but I knew I could talk to you and I knew, and then it was just, it was the weight of the world that was able to be lifted off of my shoulders. So you felt that in the moment you first, you were able to label I've it. I've never said it before. Yeah. I had never said that to anybody. And even Jeff would always say, I know something's there mm -hmm. and I'd just move on, yeah. you know? And he was always respectful of those boundaries because yeah. it was too hard for me. Yeah. But with you, it was just like, wow. And when I said it, there was no, <gasps> there was no reaction. There's a, cause as you know, I don't like people to feel sorry for me. Right. There is no pity here. No, there is none. <laughs> so I don't want that. And for a spouse, especially a man, he would want to fix it mm -hmm. and make it all better. Yeah. You know? And yeah, the world is not rainbows and sunshine. Mm -hmm. But to you, I was able to just say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I was, I was sexually abused mm -hmm. and nobody knew. Yeah. And it's such a big secret within mm -hmm. my family and people still don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's painful. Yeah. But. But it's so common for most of the family to not know. You're right. I think for you, it was um, the puzzle piece though, that Definitely. you were looking for. Definitely. Because and I had this empty, this empty piece within me that I never understood. And I knew it was darkness. Yeah. I knew it was darkness because I would wake up in the middle of the night from time to time. Certain things would trigger me. Certain mm -hmm. things, you know, mm -hmm. would bring me back to that darkness, but I wasn't able to specify or explain that darkness. I just knew it was there and I would push it back, mm. which is so many people you know, question, you wait all these years, you wait 15 years, you wait 20 years, you wait 30 years. There are people in their 50s, 60s and 70s that are finally coming to terms with it. Absolutely. It hits you when it's meant to, when you're able to handle it. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have been able to handle it at certain times in my life, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. And maybe it took a special person like you coming into my life <laughs> to, you know, I know, warm and fuzzies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, a special person like you to be able to tell me about the worst right. thing that happened to me. But right, I do right. agree with you. I think that there comes a point where you need clarity over that thing. Yes. And I feel like that's what you have. Yes. And so many other survivors have that. It's like this thing that happened. Yes. And I don't really know, but it was yucky. And I am yes. trying to not even think about the details. Yes. Because I, I remember that was yep. there for you. 
that that to is very clear it, to identify it was huge you felt a weight lifted the moment you said instantly, what it was instantly as soon as i was able to speak my truth mm -hmm. for the first time mm -hmm. and find my voice was powerful mm -hmm. and you know for a strong woman to have all these secrets and this darkness and you don't truly feel strong until no. you let that out. Mm -mm. And I was never able to. Mm -hmm. So that was, for me, that was empowering. I think it's very empowering, especially for women to be able to just speak their truth yeah. and not care about the judgment and not Absolutely. care about what people are thinking and what, yeah. you know, yep. comes with that when women talk, right. you know? Yes. So to me, it was huge. Absolutely. And you being here today is huge. And you speaking your truth here for anybody to see, I mean, that is, a really brave step that Thank you're taking. You. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I wonder then, so once you, once the secret's out, once you label it and you tell another soul, you know, I'm glad that you felt safe and you felt, you know, validated and all of those things, it was a good place for you to land for the first time. Yes. Not every survivor has that, but, right. but every survivor does have the opportunity once they identify it and label it and know this was sexual abuse. Yes. This was rape. Yes. This was that. Yes. Once you say it, you now are kind I'm of, telling you, you're propelled into something. I am telling you it is the most amazing feeling mm. when you can take that first step mm. and just own that darkness and own mm. that ugliness and just get through the nitty gritty <laughs> and just be able to speak on it. Yeah. Even if it's to one person, mm. to one person, me telling you, I was like, nobody can do anything. I can't be hurt now. Mm. There's no more darkness, no more sadness. Yeah. This is empowering. Yeah. And just getting through that first step was so huge. Mm -hmm. And then being able to tell, you know, finally being able to put into words to my husband mm -hmm. and then for him to be like, wow, because so many things make sense, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. that was the first thing I said to you, like yep. he is going to just be able to really mm -hmm. look at a lot of the difficult situations that we've been in with my family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Now we've put, yeah. you know, and he's always felt that and known that, but mm -hmm. he, wanted to wait till I was able to put things mm. into words. Yeah. So that was huge. Yeah. 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 And he's so sweet to be patient and gentle with you and allow you the time to process. Yes. That. You know, that's, that's really awesome. And I love him too. Yeah. And so I'm thinking too, like, okay, so then you, you tell, you told me, right. Then you tell your husband and yes. that go, you know, that goes well. I remember, yes. you know, going out to eat and yep. then talking about, okay, yep. how did Jeff respond? Yes. Yes. You know, all the yes. things. <laughs> it was um, huge. <laughs> but then the next step of like, this is the step you did not have to take. Well, after I talked to Jeff about it and I was just feeling so good about it yeah. and finally finding my way, navigating things that, you know, I have felt have been roadblocks yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with my sister and it, God works in mysterious ways and just the way conversations start. And we were just having a conversation. We talk, you know, we talk every day and we're just having a normal conversation mm -hmm. and we were talking about family and, mm -hmm. and she just made the comment, you know, I'm just so thankful we've never had to deal with anything like that because we were talking about sexual abuse. We okay. were talking about, you know, rape and, yeah. you Things know, that were in the news. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's the Me Too movement great, yeah. is huge. You know, it's a great opportunity for conversation starters yes. these days. And it really, and that's exactly what we were talking about. And she was like, we are so thankful that we've never had to deal with something like that. Mm. And I just sat there and she's like, are you there? 
And I just kind of took Hello. a, yeah, it was like that. Yeah. It was like that. And she was like, wait, what are you, what are you not telling me? Mm. And I just started crying yeah. and she was like, what? Mm -hmm. And she said, have you dealt with something? Mm. And I was like, yes, but I don't know if we should talk openly about this. I was still hesitant to be open, sure. but it's my sister. You know, we're, we're extremely close yeah, yeah. and I wanted to tell her so bad, but I didn't, again, you still want to protect mm -hmm. that person. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I don't want this to change anything. And I don't want you to be angry. Mm -hmm. Here I am worried about her being angry. But then in the back of my mind, I also wanted to make sure that she had never been touched by this person mm. or gone through what I went through with this person. Right. And so I wanted to double check because for so long, Remember the first time you met me? I didn't have anything. No, nothing. I was perfectly fine, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I didn't want her to feel like, oh, I'm so glad that we've never dealt with anything like this for her to try and cover up something that maybe she's dealt with. Sure. So again, yeah. being the big sister, I wanted to make sure she was okay. Mm. So I said, you know, I have dealt with it. And she, what? You know, and I said, yeah. And she guessed somebody and I said, nope. And she said, Oh my gosh. And she said the person's name wow. and I just started bawling and she could mm. not believe, but yet could believe. Uh. She said, I just knew, I just felt it in this moment. I just knew. Really? And then we just unleashed everything. And again, that was therapeutic too, though, yeah. because I was able to finally share that with somebody who shared the same home as us and the same family and the same dinners and functions and holidays and everything. And right. now for her, she even said, oh, it makes so much sense. Mm. You would always be so upset when you'd come around because yeah. it was hard. She's like, and we just never understood it. Uh -huh. And you know, she wanted, she wished I would have told her a long time ago. Sure. Well, I didn't. You were like, no, I wish I had known. A long <laughs> exactly. Time ago. I wish I did. Yeah. So that was huge too. And it was like, okay, so what do we do now? Yes. What's the next step? Yes. And, and it's like you're building your team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You've got Which I didn't see that at the time. Yeah. You know, I, I've told my best girlfriends, I, my sister, my people. Yeah. And that's something that I, I wish people would understand also is don't be scared to trust your people. Mm. That's huge because... Absolutely. I always, and women always want to be viewed in a positive light and mm -hmm. a positive aspect in everything. Yeah. And it's okay to have flaws. Mm -hmm. I get caught up in wanting to be perfect. Yeah. And most women do. Mm -hmm. And we're scared to trust the people closest to us mm -hmm. because they're, we're afraid that it's going to change their outlook. You didn't change the way you looked at me. Mm -hmm. My girlfriends didn't change the way they looked mm -hmm. at me. My people did not change the way they looked at me. Right. And I think that's important for for people to know and for to. people to understand. Yeah. If anything, it brings you closer. It does. And it is empowering. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But then we move forward and go to the next phase. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the next step for you, you know, I talk a lot about the healing journey is a lifelong journey. Yes. It's step by step yes. by step. And a lot of times we don't know what the next step is going to look like until we're there. Yes. You know, you can't see the whole pathway. Right. And for you, you know, we're talking about all these little decisions that you made, but they were all so empowering for you and freeing. It was like every step you took, it was like, you know, something was unlocked each time. Then we also come to, to places along our journey where we can choose whether we're going to go this way or that way. And a lot of us choose to not confront our abuser, right? Right. 
And um, it's so brave of you that you you chose that. You it was important for you to have the conversation. Yes. With him. Yes. And you know, my abuser took his life. I never got to right. confront him. Right. We don't all have that. If if he was around, I don't know that I would have the courage. Like it's right. so brave that you did that. Um, but you did it because you you thought about it. You planned it out. It wasn't this thing that like you know, it's also scary yes. to make that decision. And it may not be the right decision for everybody. Correct. In some situations, it may be the wrong decision. Correct. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But for you, it was absolutely the right decision. I am just a head-on type person. And yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I just... Like, I, I, say I never cross you wrong. Cool. I like to, if there's a situation, I want to meet it head on. Yes. If there is Lord a Jesus, problem. May we never have a situation. <laughs> I would not But you be always around. know where you stand with That's me. That's absolutely right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> you know, I'm very open. I'm very yeah. transparent. Yes. And I am the type of person when there's a problem, especially I, communication mm-hmm. is key for me. You right. know that. Yes. And it needed to be communicated. It right. needed to be discussed. Yes. And I am a firm believer in going to the horse's mouth. Mm. I don't go through people. That's it. I don't beat around the bush. No. I don't go to him, her. I go straight That's to the right. horse. Yeah. So I knew I needed to do that. That's why you're safe, you know, as a friend and like, I somebody I can yeah. trust. Like, I mean, you are a ride or die friend. Like, if somebody <laughs> crosses me, That's I'm right. like, whoa. You talk to her. That's right. And I'm there in a second. <laughs> Whereas I'm a peacemaker and I'm just like, well, yep. Okay. <laughs> but you know, you've got somebody yeah. that will wreck shop. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think that's important. Yeah. And I've always been, I'm a lover and a fighter, mm-hmm. but I will fight for my people. Yeah. And that's important to I me. I love and that about you. Yeah. I feel like, mm-hmm. I think I'm like that because when I look back, I was not always protected. I see. Yeah. And so I will make sure mm-hmm. that I will protect everybody that I love. Yeah. And that's huge for me. That makes sense. Yeah. Huge for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you now are recognizing what happened to you as, you know, right. horrific injustice, evil, abuse, lying, all this, and you knew it may not be stopping with you. Right. And that's what scared me. And I think that I think empowered that's, you yes. too. It gave you power yep. to want to say like you could take it all okay it happened to me yes I'll deal with it yes it happened a long time ago you were what a teenager yep yeah yep and so and the thing is it started before I was a teenager because there are glimpses again these are these glimpses Mm -hmm. glimpses and then I remember very vivid vividly when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. and those are the ones that that are very clear yeah and like you said I can take it on myself Mm -hmm. I can handle the pain, do it to me. But then I got scared that it was happening to my friends, my sister's friends, other people that were, you know, a part of our extended family. Mm -hmm. And that scared me. And I felt like, okay, I've got to do some research. Mm -hmm. I've got to figure this out, which is why I talked to my sister more and wanted to make sure that she had been safe. Yeah. Because that would have been, I think that would have been harder for me Mm -hmm. if this person did it to her. Yeah. That would have been harder. Yeah, yeah. Than me having to deal with yeah. my own because I can handle my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that your willingness to call this person out that 
that abused you. Like you now know what it was and you could have just, you know, like many of us continued on your healing path and speak your truth when you feel, but you went for it and you had a conversation with, with him. And so I'm just wondering, like it went so well. Like I, you, I remember calling me, you yes. right away. And I was just like, <laughs> how does a person have these confrontations that are like from a movie? <laughs> like you, it's just, it's so incredible the way I just feel like when a victim of an abuser confronts them, it's so often met with manipulation yes. tactics. Um, Denial. Denial, <laughs> minimizing, renaming yes. it as yes. something that's more normal. Um, and I was scared of that. That's what frightened me. Yeah. I knew that I, I wanted to. I knew I wanted to confront him. Yeah. I knew that's what I needed. Yeah. But I was scared mm -hmm. because, again, I went back to the little girl that was taught boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. He was just curious, not a big deal, mm. you know? So I was scared that, yeah. and again, I went back to that. It's not like I was raped and I would minimize mm. it. So it's like, okay. And I went back and forth. Should I just deal with it? Because it's over and done with. What's it going to do now? But I knew I needed to confront him and I knew I needed to have a conversation. It was just something within you. Yes. You just felt it. You I don't just... like things to be unfinished. Yeah. That's huge for me. Got it. I when I start something, I have to finish it. Mm -hmm. You know that, mm -hmm. you know that. It might take you a minute. It might take me a minute, but it will get done. <laughs> it will get done. <laughs> no but matter what that. is going on, it'll get done. Yeah, yes. may not be the way everybody else wants it, but it's going to get done. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I needed that. Sometimes I went back and forth with, okay, is this just closure? Is this what I need? Do I need mm. the closure? Okay. But then again, I think it was bigger because I also needed him to know that I know. Oh yeah. That was huge for me. Mm. Don't think you've gotten away with it. Yep. Yep. And mm. I needed that so bad. Yeah. But I was also petrified mm -hmm. because I played that conversation out yeah. so many times. Well, you knew him well enough yes. that you knew all the little tricks. Yes. Even like pity me. Yes. Kind of stuff. Like all the And cards. it wasn't my fault. Right. You know, he would say, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know, how many abusers say, well, how many abusers say you were asking for Absolutely. it? You know, oh, so yeah. as a woman, yep. I'm, I just, I went back and forth with Growing that Growing up in a yes. patriarchal family. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The men are always right. That's the right. Women are always asking for it. Yes. And we are to be ladies, be seen and not heard and act accordingly. But serve them. But definitely serve <laughs> them in whatever yes. capacity. Yeah. So you, you kind of were ready because you knew the cards he was going to play. Yes. So you, and I had out. every option laid out so beforehand. Did you make flashcards? Close. <laughs> I had notes in my phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I'm organized. I know that. Okay. <laughs>Real quick, I wanted to let you know that for podcast listeners, we have a coupon code just for you to receive 20% off this month for Sexual Abuse Awareness Month. The website is imonevoice.org. Click on store and to get 20% off anything in our store, just use the coupon code podcast.
when he was looking for forgiveness and wanted to be a born again Christian mm -hmm. and wanted me to be a part of that, that was hard for me. Yeah. And I was angry mm. at God. Yeah. And I battle with that because that's not like me. And so it was hard for me because I asked, how does he deserve forgiveness? Mm. He didn't, he's not the one hurting. Why does he get that forgiveness? Right. Right. Why does he deserve mm -hmm. to have a clean slate? Yeah. That's not fair. Right. He doesn't deserve a clean slate. Mm. And that was very hard for me. Yeah. So that started for me, that was the beginning of me knowing I needed to confront him. Okay. Like you may think that you're getting cleansed yeah. by the Lord, Yes. but I still know. Yeah. And that was big for me. Mm. You know, go get clean where you need to go get the help you need to. Here's the thing. You weren't getting the help you needed to, mm -hmm. to begin with. Right. So again, but that's not my place to do God's work, <laughs> you know, but that was hard for me. So I battled with that. Yeah. And that's what prompted the conversation because I didn't respond to those invitations. And right. He was inviting you to his baptism. Correct. Mm. And so by me not responding, it was like, what's your problem? Again, I was the bad guy. Oh, of course. Again, I was the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were tired of being the bad guy. Yes. Because yes. you knew who was the bad guy yes. here. Yes. Yes. But no one else but nobody knew. Else. He wasn't even admitting it. Correct. It's so crazy to me that someone who could sexually abuse someone else years go by, you have apparently talked yourself out of the fact of what you've done. And now going to invite that person to a baptism. Right. Right, Please. right. But all along, off and on, we would be at the same family functions. Mm. So we were faced. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I thought you forgot. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. And mm. I think somewhere in my mind, maybe what if he doesn't remember and I look like a crazy person? Mm -hmm. If I do confront mm -hmm. this person and he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah. Remember when I came to you and I asked you if abusers ever forget? Hmm. Do you remember when I came to you? Cause that, that weighed on my heart a lot because I was so used to minimizing my own pain and my own darkness. Yeah. It would have been easier for you to say, yeah, they do. <laughs> and then maybe I wouldn't have confronted him, hmm. but you know, you go through that. You're like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he doesn't remember. Right. And if you're going to, if I'm going to go through all this and confront him and he's going to look at me like I am crazy, mm. you know, I, I was scared of that. Yeah. So I went back and forth, but I knew I had to confront him. Yeah. I knew that's what I needed to do. Yeah. And it was like, you couldn't go on if you didn't do this thing. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you make the call. He had actually called me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I couldn't take the phone call cause I was literally pacing yeah. in my room. Yeah. And I, uh, and I knew I needed to call back. You side buttoned him. Yep. Sure did. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even do the side silent. I did the side side where you completely declined. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was like, got the message. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a voicemail. Then there was a text. And mm. it, again, what is your problem? You know, yeah. I'm being rude. I'm being yeah. the bad guy. Cause he has no idea what you've just figured out. Exactly. He has no idea. Mm -mm. And finally he called again and I finally answered. I'm like, I just need to rip the bandaid off. Mm -hmm. So again, I told you it was, it was not me. It was, mm -hmm. it was all God's work. And I just, I answered the phone call and he just asked what the problem was. Mm -hmm. And 
I just asked him how he could even ask me that after all these years. And he had no idea what I was talking about. Right. Because he's like, okay, again, yeah. made me feel like I was crazy. Mm. And I told him, I said, I've just been really going through a lot yeah. mentally, a mm. lot of therapy, a mm. lot, of, lot of things going on, and a lot of things have come to light. Mm. And he, like, what? You know, again, just downplaying, yeah. not being empathetic at no, all, not compassionate. Not. Mm -hmm. Just what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. He's like, I've got things to do. What's your problem? And I said, well, to be honest you with you. You called me, fool. Right. <laughs> you're asking for it. Right. You're Say, the one I called asked me. For it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're asking for exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You Anyways. know, and I know, you know how we are. <laughs> but that's what it was. And, yeah. you know, there were other choice words, of course, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I told him that a lot of things have come to light. Yeah. And I told him that I've done a lot of very specific personal growth and a lot of things I have started to remember. And he, again, he was so annoyed by me, mm. you know, because I am a deep person. I am a communicator. I, you know, I yeah. go into detail with every feeling. Right. It's how I deal with my kids. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I want to know all the, all the details. Yes. So he was irritated with me. He's like, well, you just spit it out because I was just fumbling around with my words. I couldn't find the right words. I was hoping that I could just give little hints for him to just be like, oh, so you do remember, right. you know, make this a little bit easier on mm -hmm. me. You're the one that did this. Can you make this easier on uh -huh. me? And he was not, of course not. he played no. dumb. Right. And then when I just came out and said, I remember how often you would sexually abuse me and it has finally come to light. Wow. And he said, what the hell are you talking about? And then I responded with, so you're really going to deny it. You are sitting here talking to me right now and you are going to deny that. Yeah. And he said, you're seriously talking about something that happened when we were kids. We were both there. And that threw me for a loop. Yeah. I could not believe that he was not taking ownership. And again, one of my fears, you know, that abusers say, you asked for it. Yeah. And I let him know I was a little girl. Mm, good for I you. had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And he told me that I was crazy. And what's the worst thing you can tell a woman? Not any woman, you. <laughs> Do not tell Do April, not tell me I'm crazy, crazy cuz yeah. then I will show you crazy. Yeah, we'll see it. It's going to come out right now. <laughs> yep. He told me I was crazy oh, that's and awful. I I felt that he wanted he told me I was crazy and then he hung up on me. You remember he hung up on me? Forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yep. Mm. He told me I was crazy and he hung up on me. Mm. And I just started pacing again because I, I need to get this done. I need to hit the nail on the head and need to, you know, yeah. Yeah. hit it face just yeah. straight on. Yep. And I was no. I waited and waited. I called him back and he didn't answer. I said, no, this is my chance. I have to face this. We have to whether this is my closure, whether this is whatever this may be, it was so heavy on my heart and I needed to oh, do it. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that I had the time. Like none of my kids were bothering me. I knew it was a moment. It I've got nobody moment. needing me, nobody screaming, yes. you know, and I called back, he didn't answer. Mm -hmm. So then I'm just waiting and waiting. He finally called back and he said, I cannot believe that you're seriously telling me that I've caused you any type of issues after all these years, because we were both there. And we were kids, April, are you serious? And he just completely mm. downplayed it. And I asked him, so you don't think what you did to me was bad? 
And he said, no, we were kids. We were curious. Mm-mm. And again, another fear where he would downplay yeah. it and say that yeah. boys will be boys. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but I did, did I ever touch you? Did I ever do anything? Mm. And he just sat there. And then he actually had other memories. He's like, are you talking about the time? And then he gave me a specific situation that I didn't even remember. Oh. And I told him, I said, oh, wow, I don't remember that one. And he was like, but you think that that's my fault? Well, whose fault is it? You knew what you were doing. You were curious, whatever it may be, you Mm -hmm. knew what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And you didn't stop there because you kept coming back and you kept doing it to me. And I was your guinea pig until he had teenage relationships, adult relationships. It went on Mm. until I was 16, 17 years old. And he just, it was my fault too. Mm. And that, that's how he dealt with that. Mm. And then he, you know, he got frustrated with me. He got mad at me and Never, and I'm sorry. Never. Just, yeah, denied it and made it and I feel even like said, it was your fault. You're never going to own this. Mm. You know, you want a relationship with Jesus? <laughs> you want to be cleansed? You want to be forgiven? Don't you want my forgiveness? Right. And I was crazy. Mm. And then it was, you know, the passive aggressiveness. Mm. Well, if you need me to feel bad for you to move on, then okay. Oh, wow. And it was, but the screaming, the hollering, and I just simply and calmly told him, I just want you to know, I know, I remember everything. You're wrong. You're horrible to me. Think about your own situation. Think about your daughters. Right. Right. You know, and he's like, oh, so you think I would do that to my daughters? I said, no, I didn't say that but just protect them in a different way that I was not protected Wow, April, and look out for that. Yeah. Yeah. But that made him angry as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So you weren't angry in that moment. No. You were so calm. I was very interesting. And I think there's something that can come over us when we need to speak our truth that we know it has to come across so clear. Yes. And like, you weren't even coached for this. No, I was not ready. <laughs> yeah, but you just- I was not I just prepared. was so amazed at how you were able to handle that. Now, you should be angry, right? Right, and it, right. But it can come out at other times. It For you, you knew with him, it needed to come across this way. Yes. Even though he wasn't gonna respond the right way, but you were ready. And the point was not to get him, it would have been great if he had apologized, Y'all could have had a, a moment of like something right. that would help you, but you didn't have that. But also what I think is great is like, that is not a requirement for you right. to be able to move on. You right. needed to say it. Right. It was about you. It wasn't yes. about him. It could have been about true. him. That is true. It was more, I knew this is what I needed. Yes. This was the therapy I needed. I needed to put a lid on this yeah. once and for all. Mm. I needed to just... Like I said, whether it was closure I needed or just to let him know I know. Yeah. That was huge for me. Yeah. And I played out every different scenario. Every different scenario. What if he said this? What if he said that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt good by the end of it. Yeah. Because I got to just speak my mind. Mm-hmm. I got to speak my truth. I got to tell him what he did wrong. Yeah. And whether anybody else will ever tell him, he will always know what he did to me 
made me feel a certain way and it was wrong. And you carried it all these yes. years. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I didn't want to come out and say, I blame you. I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I take everything on my own. Right. So I don't blame him for certain things or I blame him for the, obviously the pain yes. and the traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. But that was a different deliverance, I guess, that I needed to convey to him. Mm -hmm. I needed to convey that to him to where he understood. Yes, you hurt me. Yes, you, you screwed me up a lot mentally, mm -hmm. but I am strong yeah. and you can't break me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I needed to be able to move on, to move past it Yeah, because I didn't want to give him any more power. No. And I feel like for so many years, he had such a power over me. Mm -hmm. And by me meeting it head on and having that conversation, no matter how it ended, he no longer, after that conversation, he no longer held any power to my mental state at all, any shape, any way, shape or form. Wow. And that was huge for me. Yeah. And I needed that. And yeah. I needed him to know that I took my power back. You don't get it anymore. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I needed that. You did. Yeah. And in order for you to get that, you didn't need him to even admit it. That's right. You just had to say it. That's right. That's because right. he didn't admit it. Yeah. And, but yet he would specify other situations. Are you talking about that time? Are you talking about that time? Or are you talking about that time? And I'm like, so you do remember, right? Because I even told him, I thought maybe you'd pretend that you forgot. Mm. And he played the role. That's just what happens with kids. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Mm, no. no, it is not. Right. Which is because I brought up my own children. Yeah. No, it's not normal because that's not happening in my home. No. And I'm very strict on certain things because I am conscious of that. Mm -hmm. I am conscious of boys and girls growing up being curious. Mm -hmm. That is normal. It is normal to be curious. It's not normal, you know, to act on that. Right. You know, and, and that's what I needed to convey to him. No, it's not normal. Absolutely. Because if it was happening in your home, would you be okay? <laughs> I, I flat out asked him, yeah. if you think it's normal, would you be okay with that mm -hmm. happening with your daughters? Mm -hmm. It's different now. Ooh. No, it's not. Hmm. It's not different. Times nope. may be different, but that's not different. No, it's not. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. That's great. You don't touch anybody without their consent. End of discussion. Yeah. It's pretty simple to me. And that also, I think, led into you beginning to set some boundaries with your family that you hadn't really done before. You'd always wanted to. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Parenting? Well, no, even I want to talk about that, but like you set boundaries with like, yeah. Oh, you like the family who, who came over for Thanksgiving. I finally, that was huge for me. Again, this was around the holidays, which is when it's, it's all for me. I want my children to grow up in a home where they see mommy happy around the holidays, not stressed out, Yeah. not anxiety ridden. Mm -hmm. You know, I want them to see happiness Yeah. and they would see how mommy would change when right. we had to be around family. Sure. And I didn't want that. Yeah. And so for me, it just kind of, it was icing on the cake for me. Okay, I'm gonna take a stand. I'm gonna fix what I've battled for so many years. I'm gonna hit it head on. And then I'm also looking out for my family because now I don't have to pacify anybody else. Yeah. And if they don't understand it, that's fine. I had a few people ask me why the holidays were different this past year. And I let them know Things have changed. I've dealt with some things. And if you want to know, ask him. And I've put it on him. 
oh, they were asking as to why there yes. were certain people who were allowed Correct. to come over. Correct. Mm. Because I finally, you told me, I am always very, what's the word you would use? <laughs> You're For, super generous. You're well, very hospitable. You welcome everybody. I think you're, you've always been too accessible. Yes, yes. People have too much access yes. to you. You have this open yes. door, open arm yes. thing. You just want to love people. Yes. You're just generous with everything. Because I want to take everybody in and make Even them feel loved. Even if they're walking all over you, though. Yes. Even if their presence brings anxiety to you. Yes. And that's what I would see when we, our family would join your family for holidays. It's like certain people would walk through the threshold of your door and I'm like, everything's changed. And yes. that's not fair. Yes. Because that is your safe haven. You're right. And but so you put that on me. You put that in my head mm -hmm. because I've always been the type of person, we are here to serve others. Right. That is, I take that to heart. Yeah. I want to serve others. Mm -hmm. I want to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. my, my children's friends, I want them all. My friends, my husband's yeah. friends, your friends. I don't care if I know them. I it's want them to come. It's a beautiful thing. It makes you a very beautiful person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, but there comes a point yeah. where your sanity and your mental health. Correct. You know, you have to have those boundaries yes. and, and to put yourself first sometimes. And when you came to me and told me that I need to work on my boundaries, I was like, what's that? <laughs> That's foreign. What do you mean I have to work on my boundaries? I only said it because I knew I'd had to do the work yes, too. I yes. mean, it came from a place of, you and know, I needed I've that. been here, I've been hurt, yes. I've been burned. Yes. And I could see it starting to come through that way for you. Yes. And it was protective of you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it came from a place of love from you, which okay, is why good. I was able to accept it. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was like, okay, you made me look at that. You made me step yeah. back and look at that and see all these people that I'm letting in my home, yeah. my safe haven, my safe place. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to feel stressed yes. and hurt and yes. upset. You should never feel that way in your home. No. Ever. I agree. And that's why I had to do some recon. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it just helped me deal with it all yeah. head on. And you let your family know. And I let my family know. And I said, that's right. And I had some questions. Well, why? And I, mm -hmm. yes, this is my story. Yeah. But if you want to know why, ask him. Ooh. And I gave them the person. I let them know. Go to him and ask him. Yeah. And then if he tells you, come back, let's have a talk. <laughs> so yeah. there were no questions after that. Okay. Now, do you think any one of those went to him and asked? Probably not. No. But it was enough to where, look, I dealt with this. We, I let people, I let those people know. We had a conversation. He knows what he did. He knows he's not welcome in my home. Mm. We've had it out. It's very clear. It's black and white. There's no gray area any longer because for so long there was a gray area. Yeah. Now there's not. Yeah. And for me, it's all rainbows and sunshine yeah. over here. Isn't it amazing how yes. when you really choose it yourself. And Amazing. it's not selfish. No, it's not. And that's what I had to get through yes. because I pride myself on being the most selfless person mm -hmm. because I truly love everybody yeah. and I want everybody to be happy because I'm happy, Yeah. you know? So I never want to put myself first, but we as women need to understand that is the worst thing you can do for mm. your own mental state, for Absolutely. your own happiness. Mm. And it's okay to put yourself first once in a while. Mm -hmm. It is completely okay. Right now, my phone is going off and it's probably my children <laughs> and everybody else, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay it. to just let it go. No, I know they're all good and alive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> They're cared for, but I, 
how many times would we be talking? And I'm sorry, I got to take this. Sorry, I got to, and it's just like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. she will survive. He will survive. Right. Take a minute to yourself. You don't always have to answer to everybody and do for everybody. Yeah. And I just got so caught up in being that person. Right. But this helped. Again, I ripped the Band-Aid off mm. and I have not looked back. Mm. And it has been, I know I keep using the word empowering, but that's, that is the best way for me to sum it up. Yeah. And I took my power back. Yeah. One thing I've always loved about you, April, is like, I love watching you parent your kids. Like you have four kids, they're the most beautiful things. And they are just, every single one is so, like they know who they are. And I think it really is a lot to do with you, April. Like oh, you are so you. good at just like parenting them each differently, speaking to their needs. Um, and also you parent so much like me in the sense of like, um, we don't trust anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, no offense, but I do not trust anybody with my babies. <laughs> right. I don't. So, and I get that, obviously. And I'm just wondering, like, has that changed since you, and not, it's not just like the sheltering this, but like, right. it's also like you are really good at educating them and you empower them. You have hard conversations. Like, I love your kitchen islands. Like, we just sit around. If I'm visiting or whatever, right. the kids have... 27 friends over, right. like the football team, the soccer team, <laughs> like they're all there. We're all right. eating. We're all hanging out and like having the hard talks. Yes. You're in it. You're meeting these kids where they're at, with yes. what they're hearing, learning. You're learning. Yes. But you're um, just trying to be a voice for them and, yes. and into that, um, their world. I want them to know that they always have somebody protecting them and somebody who will have their back. Yeah. That's huge for me. Yeah just watching how you educate, how you empower them, um, just to have their own voice and um, all of those things. I just wonder though, has it changed since you kind of, you had the puzzle piece come together right. for you? Has it, has your style changed or is it more like your parenting style hasn't changed? You just kind of understand yes. more of why you parent the That's way right. you That's right. It's not that it has changed. Yeah. It has now caused me to look at it. Oh, that makes sense mm -hmm. now. That's why. My children, the girls are on one side, the boys are on one side. Mm -hmm. And they are not allowed. Their rooms in your house. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. And it's respect the girl side, respect the boy side. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that their room is their safe haven. Mm -hmm. And it should always be treated as that. Yeah. And so I'm very adamant on, on that for the kids. I want them to have their safe place because I didn't have that. Yeah. My safe place was invaded. You know, so I, I need that for them. I need them to know that. And I need them each to understand how important that is for them. Yeah. You know, so when friends come over, nobody needs to be upstairs. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, we've talked about oh, that. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think my parenting has changed. I think it's just makes sense now okay. because, and there'd be situations where Jeff would just ask me, why are you so adamant on that? And now it's like, ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. The light bulb has gone off for us. Sure. You know, now it makes sense. Okay, yeah. I understand, you <laughs> yeah. know. And, and I do have a lot of uncomfortable conversations that a lot of parents don't have with their kids because right. I want my children to be conscious of everything. Because yeah. the world is scary. Mm -hmm. But I will always be honest with them. I will always break it down for them. I will always tell them the truth. Yeah. Good, bad, or ugly. Absolutely. It's huge. I think it's important for kids. I do too. We, we think we're sheltering them by not educating them. I right. think a lot of times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I always say 
bad information is better than none. That's right. And I tell them, don't ask your friend because no. all he's doing is Googling it. So let's not go to Google for this. Come to me. I'll tell you the truth, yeah. you know, yep. and, and, and I will always be open about it because whether it's sex, whether it's sports or friends or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, we need to be open with our children mm -hmm. because I think education is empowering. Yeah. And if we educate them properly mm -hmm. and give them the proper information, that's doing nothing but making them stronger and more confident. Mm -hmm. I am big on my kids being confident yeah. because the world will try and tear them down mm -hmm. as we know as yeah. adults. Yeah. So you're also fearless. I think when it comes to like, like protecting your kids and parenting is so funny because we just talked about how you're a people pleaser and you're, you'll do anything for anyone. And you know, you're, you're like a yes woman, yep. right? Like yep. you'll, you're dependable. And it's very contradicting though. Because, because then, yeah, your kids will, ha will be invited to nope, sorry. Party, slumber parties. <laughs> nope. And it's funny because like a lot of times I will end up screenshotting something like yep. some, an invitation we got. And I'm like, how do I tell this person no? And this is how you say it. It's so perfect. Because you so can. Good, and you don't care about how I they don't. Feel. Because that's my child. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you don't agree with me. You'll let little Sally go over there. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But this is how I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't respect that, mm -hmm. that's okay too. Yeah. You can have difference of opinions and still absolutely love somebody. Mm. And I feel that my people get that yeah. and that it's okay. It's true. And if you don't get it, then you're not my people. That's no, I'm just kidding. That's exactly right. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, but it is, you can, you can tell somebody no, but still be respectful and kind, Yeah. yeah. but get your point across. So there's no gray area. <laughs> I'm kicking gray areas out. Are you? Oh yeah. It's all black and white. That's good. That's right. <laughs> That's my goal. I love it. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because you know, you'll do that for your kids. Mm -hmm but it's taking you a long time to, to do, do it, it for, for myself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because I want to make people feel loved mm -hmm. because I teach my children. Don't judge mm -hmm. somebody over here for being mean. We don't know what their battle is. Yeah. And I think us as adults, we have no idea what every, every single person is battling something. Yeah. So if we can give them just a little bit of kindness and a little bit of love mm -hmm. and bring them into our family mm -hmm. and make them feel welcome and whole and make them feel like they've got somebody to turn to. I think that yeah. that's huge. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's a big part of your, like your way of giving back to the world. Yeah. You know, as I've watched you kind of deal with your own pain and your own ways, it, it's sort of your way of turning your, your pain into something good Yes, where, you know, you can change someone else's day. Yes. You can make someone else's you can help someone else feel seen. You know, I said that right. in the beginning is like you, you've always made me feel seen, known and loved anyways. Good. You know, what I'm I mean? glad. <laughs> and I think you do that for everybody that you meet. And I, and I do believe that that comes out of not feeling that yourself. Yes. And wanting to give that to someone. I never felt good enough. Yeah. And that's important for me to always make everybody feel good enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just, that's huge for me Yeah. because I know what that feels like. Right. Right. And, and that's debilitating. It is. It is very, that it's is extremely it. debilitating to feel not good mm. enough. And when you've gone through trauma or when you've gone through some type of abuse, you feel that happened to me because I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Somebody didn't protect you because I'm not good enough. Mm. So you battle with not feeling good enough. Mm. 
And so I don't ever want anybody to ever feel that. Mm -hmm. So you cross paths with me, I'm going to make you feel good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's important to me. Yeah, because we all are. That's right. We all are. Yeah. We all deserve to be here mm -hmm. and be loved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Except for the guy who hurt Except you. for, yeah, those guys can Goodbye. kick rocks. <laughs> or we'll throw rocks at Exactly. Them. Or that. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, all of these steps that you've taken, they've just been so concise, so really, you know, it seems to be thought out just because I think that you've done it so well. Right. But I'm wondering, was, has there been anything so far you wish you had done differently? Honestly, nothing. Hmm. I would not have changed anything. Wow. Like I already said, I believe everything happens for a reason. I think things happen in the time that they are meant to. Hmm. And the way everything has played out and the steps that, that we've gone through, I don't think I would change anything. Hmm. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, just needing to hit it head yeah. on. And it seems like you really trust yourself. As much as you say you don't really, I think you really do. I think you you trust the process a lot. Yes. You trust yes. opportunities to come up yes. and you trust yourself to walk them out. Act on it when it is yeah. given to me. Presented. When it is presented to yeah. me, I'm ready to I'm ready to deal with it head on. Mm -hmm. Because I think for so long I was I was hushed yeah. for so long. Mm -hmm. I was too quiet mm -hmm. for so long. I just kept my mouth shut, kept my head down, did what needed to be done yeah. and keep it moving. But I never mm -hmm. felt seen mm -hmm. because if I was seen, that wouldn't have happened, oh. you know? Yeah. And so, but I think it took me going through all the different stages that I've gone through all these years. Mm -hmm you know, fighting those demons, fighting that darkness, because everyone's like, you're so happy. And I am. Yeah. And that's something that survivors need to understand. It's okay to be happy and love life. You know, yes, this horrendous thing happened, but make something positive from it. Mm -hmm. You know, make somebody else feel seen because you didn't feel seen. Make somebody else feel loved because you didn't feel loved. Right. You know, just hear somebody out. And I think that that's important. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would change anything though. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I do, I trust the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this was just, this was my process. Mm. Did you feel like you forgave him or do you feel like that's gonna, that's So that's later. huge. I think, I think when you ask yourself, this is something I battle with. Okay. I battle with forgiving him. Yeah. I we have all finally, do. but what was huge for me I finally was able to forgive myself. Mm, that's so big, yeah. And that is huge. Yes. Because I am the type of person that I take everything on. Mm. And I played that out many times. This happened because it was something I did. Mm. It, this happened because, and it was always something I did. So it took me a long time to be able to forgive myself. Yeah. Do I forgive him? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I probably don't forgive him, mm -hmm. but I don't wish ill on him. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything bad to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still love there, mm -hmm. but I finally forgive myself. And yeah. that was, that was more powerful for me. Absolutely. I needed that more than anything. Yeah. But I needed to forgive myself and know that it was not my fault. Yeah. And I think so many people need to understand oh, that. Yeah. It is not your fault. Yeah. It is their fault. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. That was like, that was the, the cord that was connecting you yes. back. 
yes. always back. Yes. And when you were able to really forgive yourself. Yes. Because um, that affects every relationship you're mm -hmm. ever in. When you start at such a young age and have been abused at such a young age, you go through life, teenage years, your early 20s, your adulthood. You always have that demon in the back of you that makes you feel that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that, again, was so debilitating for me. Mm -hmm. And I battled that a lot. I made situations worse than what it needed to be mm -hmm. because I just always felt that I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. So finally being able to forgive myself and knowing that it's okay, it wasn't my fault, yeah. it was his fault, mm -hmm. he's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. It was that again, helped me in my journey and my truth, yeah. which has been huge for me yeah. and for my relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and for my own confidence. Yeah. It's been very powerful for oh, me. I have seen that yes. in you. Yeah. Yes. Because I was yeah, this girl. Yes. I was the don't look at me. I was very insecure yeah. because I always felt not good enough. Mm. And I think a lot of people battle with that oh, when yeah. they've gone through abuse. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. for me, that was more powerful. Again, I've taken my power back from yeah. him. He does not own it anymore. Mm -hmm. Done. Right. It truly is a picture of being unleashed. Yes. Yep. And it was quite a dramatic, quick change. Yes. In how you carried yourself. Yes. Huge. Yeah. And it was, it, it was so hard for family to understand. Right. They're all in the midst of it, mm -hmm. but had no idea. No idea. At all. Mm -hmm. And I was just always mm -hmm. looked at as being a bitch. <laughs> you might have to cut that. Own it. <laughs> It, but now they understand. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah. You know, so I've got my power back. I've got my voice back. Mm. I get to speak my truth and yeah. let the chips fall where they may. Mm. And that's the way I look at it now. Mm. So, you know, I, I feel like you get so much of just a world of injustice, the things I'm fighting for. Um, you, you're very in touch with what kids are going through, your children what's going on in the schools. Like, it's really dark out there. It is. And there's a lot of evil. We it's scary. Yes, it's so scary. And I just wonder, like, in the midst of all that and being able to look at the darkness in your own life and seeing your abuser not even admit it and go on and carry on, like, what, what keeps you hopeful? Honestly, what keeps me hopeful is people like you, mm -hmm. the people that believe victims. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge for people to understand. Yeah. You have to believe somebody when they come to you about abuse or trauma or whatever it may be. Too many times we're told, push it aside. It's not that bad. Right. Boys will be boys. Right. Get over it. Yeah. You know, just cultural conditioning. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's just the, the, the way of the times. Right. And no, it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's big for people who are strong and powerful to be a voice for the voiceless. Mm -hmm. I think that that is huge yeah. because there's a lot of people running around that don't feel they have a voice. And that's, I want to help those people have a voice. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what you do. You're helping so many people mm -hmm. have a voice mm -hmm. and that's what they need yeah. because they don't have anybody speaking for them and they're too scared to speak themselves. Yeah, right. And I'm telling you, once they find their voice, it is empowering. Yeah. And they get that power back and it's just amazing. Right. And it's, you know, you're doing it too, you know, with your, your children, your children's friends. I try. I mean, you keep me going. There's days I definitely could have I think we keep each towel. other going. Absolutely. But it's, it's scary. that cycle though. Like if yes. we can continue yes. to keep, you know, 
believing yes. and supporting and yes. validating and pulling people up out of the stuff. Yes. Like, they're going to do that too. Yes. And eventually, yes. right? Yes. Like the world. And that's be what more people need to see more, especially women. Yeah. Moms. I know. We need more women. We need more strong women role models for these, not just little girls, you know, it's yeah. little girls and little boys. It's everybody. I know but just to help people have a voice and to speak up. Yeah. And it's okay because we will believe you. Yeah. We will believe yeah. you. I promise. Yeah. I'll give them your number. Yes, please do. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. I love you. Oh, me too. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, write a review if you heard something you liked. Even invite others to listen so we can be on this healing journey together. You can check us out on Facebook or go to IamOneVoice.org.